Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yongshin Ning. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! Hi, I'm Shinning, and welcome to the Square Apple Show. Today, I'm going to talk about going on an overseas vacation. It may seem weird that I'm talking about a topic which is so untimely. For me, it's my way of temporarily escaping from this topsy-turvy world for just one podcast episode. I hope that you too can take a mental break from the chaos caused by COVID-19. In this episode, I will be sharing my personal experience on how I overcame the high achiever side of me to have a relaxing vacation with my family. Have you ever gone on a much-needed vacation to heal your weary soul and at the end of it, you feel just as tired and you feel like you need another break to recover from the vacation? If this sounds familiar to you, listen on to hear how I overcame that in my trip to Busan, Korea last December. The post-travel fatigue likely comes from a few sources. Firstly, it's the travelling especially if it involves time differences between the locations, long-distance travel, sleeping in uncomfortable aircraft, car or train. Secondly, it may be due to the fact that we try to maximise the time that we have in foreign countries by visiting as many places as we can and eating as much good food as we can. Not everyone shares this experience, but I believe it is common amongst people who like to plan and are very goal-oriented by nature. Oh, I forgot, you still have to remember to take lots of photos and post them on your social media account so that your friends who are still slogging at their desk in office office have something to relieve their life's drudgery. So at the end of what seemed like the amazing race season 50, your Facebook and Instagram pictures will be the source of envy. But when you sit back down at your seat in the office, you wished you had relaxed a bit more during your vacation. You may be wondering how is the topic of travelling on vacation related to the podcast theme of changing mindset and behaviour. In earlier episodes, I have introduced the switch framework that uses the analogy of the rider, elephant and path to change behaviours. And going on vacation can be associated with a path intervention because it is about changing the environment so that your behaviour can change. The objects of your stress, whether it's work in the office or at home, is temporarily removed, so you have nothing to stress about. I know those objects of stress may not be completely removed, especially for those of you with very young kids. So in those situations, you will just have to organise your trip to minimise the inconveniences. However, for some of us, our rider personality takes control during the vacation and we need to find a goal that we can work towards. 
This usually takes the form of a jam-packed itinerary that gives assurance that there will never be a dull moment for all our five senses. I used to be such a person. When we were young, our parents used to take us on package tours which were jam-packed with activities. The day usually starts early at 8am or so, so that we can maximise the day to visit as many places as possible. It didn't help that my own parents were overachievers as well, and if we had some spare time or return to the hotel early, they would feel they had to do something or go somewhere or otherwise the time spent in that country would be wasted. So I thought this was the way that good trips must be planned. When I was old enough to go on trips either by myself or with my family, I opted to travel free and easy style, which was neither free nor easy for me. I was also always armed with a detailed itinerary that included start time, end time, transport details, what to eat around the area, timing of shows if there were any. When my family grew to include my two children, I even created quizzes for them to complete along the journey. If they could answer questions of specific tourist attractions, then they would get points which they can exchange for gifts during the trip. Because I had specific targets to meet based on the itinerary, I also made sure that the family was awake and ready to roll by a certain time. I was also always managing time at a specific location just to make sure we had enough time at the next. As you can see, I wasn't really on a vacation. I had exchanged my day job with a side hustle as a tour guide. The story kind of changed when I started teaching in a local university. I was always busy with marking papers and finalising grades in the November-December period, which coincided with the school holidays. So I had absolutely no time to plan for vacations. So I chose vacations where we would stay at one place for a very long period of time, ranging from 7 to 10 days. This would allow me sufficient time to figure things out when I'm there. If transportation is an issue, I would check ahead of time if I could hop on to public tour buses or whether I needed to hire a driver. Finally, I would check the temperature to assess the amount of winter wear I needed. Then, I'm done. This kind of trip has allowed me to relax well and recover from the hectic year. Here, I would like to share with you three things that I do during the trip to reduce the hecticness and enjoy it better especially if you're travelling with children. Number one, know, must see and must eat. When I reach the place, I will usually spend some time orientating myself on where to go over the course of the trip. Then my spouse and I will discuss on the night before, depending on what we have done today. Then on the day itself, we will typically rely on the tourist map to decide where we want to go. We have broad destinations, but no must see. I like this because it allows me to enjoy the trip rather than be fixated on reaching the destination. If we chance upon something that we like better on the way, then we are flexible to change our itinerary. Same with food. I never research on what we must eat. We look for food when we are hungry and we usually assess by seeing whether there are locals in there. No worries if you cannot understand the language on the menu. There's always Google Translate. Because there's no fixed itinerary, there's no fixed time to start and end the day, unless we have a train or flight to catch that day. So there is no pressure to wake the whole family up earlier than they would like to. After all, 
we are all on a holiday. To have this kind of flexibility, you will need to plan to be in a place for a longer period of time so that if you didn't manage to do something in a day, you can still do so the next. Sometimes life's pleasures come to you when you're not looking. The second technique is no social media. A lot of us are hooked onto social media. What this means is that we want to curate our experience so that whatever we post online forms a beautified and coherent story to the reader. We want to make sure the pictures that we take, the angle, the specific shot would be, would be great Instagrammable quality. For me, this consideration distracts me from enjoying the moment just between myself and the environment. So I rarely post pictures on my travel on the social media, partly because I have security concerns and partly because I want to enjoy the trip fully without any baggage. I take whatever pictures that I want and whatever moment that pleases so that it serves as a memory for me more than my followers on my Facebook or Instagram. Lastly, spend time reflecting. If you think about travelling as a time to top up your fuel, then you need to plan time to refuel. Sometimes life goes past like a whirlwind and it's impossible for us to have time to reflect. I personally refuel by reflecting and internalising what I see and read, so I like to set aside time to do so during the trip by spending time to read and write, usually before I sleep and in the early morning when I wake up. I feel that it's most effective to refuel when there's less noise around. Travelling is a means to rejuvenate ourselves by removing ourselves from the objects that drains our energy. So think back to the last trip you had. What rejuvenates you? What drains your energy? Then plan your trip so that you have a net positive gain in energy when you return to your daily life. I hope we can get back to travelling real soon. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly forward slash square apple. That's bit.ly forward slash S-Q-U-A-R-E-A-P-P-L-E. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.